yeah, it's so important to have mentors, to have sponsors, um, you know, it's just have, be able to call a friend, somebody who can, who can tell, it's going to be okay. You know, it's going to be okay. And so what right, I would right. say is reflect back on your high moments. Maybe graduating high school, maybe getting accepted mm -hmm. to the university, maybe passing a really difficult class that you had to do an overnight with. Uh, maybe winning a championship in one of your sports teams. Um, think about the most successful times of your life and document that. Have a doc so the fear, no, protects us. But the other objective of fear is that it just paralyzes us. Welcome, 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 welcome to this episode of How to Get a Job podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to master your mindset because, look, the reality is that finding a job is very, very stressful. There's a lot of downs. It's a roller coaster. And if you don't have your mindset right, you're going to prolong this process. And to talk about this important topic, I have an amazing guest with us today. I have Claudia Gama. And she is a career coach and founder of Claudia Gamma Coaching and Consulting and Talent at EDU. Claudia, how are you today? I'm good, Daniel. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. It's it's really a pleasure to be here today. No, I'm very excited. And I, and I we connected on LinkedIn, but I'm really excited to talk to another Colombian career coach that also works with clients both in Colombia and the United States and all around the world. And I'm super excited to talk a little bit about mindset. And I kind of want to start by saying, why do you think mindset is such an important factor of the job search process? Yeah, well, thank you, Daniel. Actually, it's it's very important because um, before we go into obviously looking for a job or doing a career transition or anything that we have to do um, career-wise, obviously, our mind is everything. No? So it's, it's very important to ensure that we have worked at and our mindset, like what type of fears do we have or do we have any limiting beliefs? Um, like what is our attitude towards the whole process of, of um, doing a, a transition in career or looking for a job? So I think it's it's very important and should be like the first um, part of the first area that we look into before going into looking like for a job. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think this is one of those things that we overstep or we overlook uh, as job seekers because we just want to start applying and start networking and we just want to start working on the interviews. But if we are not mentally sharp, if we are not, you know, in a good mental mindset, right, or mental state, uh, that's going to translate in the way we communicate both on networking and interviewing, which ultimately will prolong the whole process. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes the job seekers are making when it relates to mindset during this process? Yeah, actually what you just mentioned, I think um, what I try to do with my clients is to first initially, like what I first do is to try to um, look at the why, what I call the why is like the first step in, in what I do. And then what we try to do is to try to um, pinpoint um, what has meaning for him, for her, you know, what has meaning for me, for, for my career, um, what fascinates me and what are the, what's stopping me from taking the next step in my career. And then when I ask them that question, usually what comes out are a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of fears, you know? And so I do a lot of work with fears because, um, Fear is like an emotion that has eventually has two objectives. No, the first one is that the fear also protects us. 
because thanks to the fear, we don't um, just start getting the first job that we see in the market or we just um, resign and know without having another option. So the fear, no, protect us. But the other objective of fear is that it just paralyzes us. Mm. Okay, so it, it doesn't let us move forward. So a lot of work has to be done there in order to be able to first identify the fears that we have, obviously related to career, but in the end, it's like fears that we have, what we're afraid of in life, you know, in general, because um, we're just one person, no? And obviously our personal life and our professional life, it's just really in the end one. So I do a lot of work with, with fears um, because it's like a way of clearing the path, you know, like clearing the path in order to be able to pursue either that job search process or a career transition. So we have to let our ego, you know, like say, okay, you're ready to, to, to go into this new path. So let me just identify the fears, work the fears, like um, discover them, and then we can move forward. You know? yeah. So don't like not allow the fears to just make us like freeze you know, or paralyze. What do you think are the most common uh, limiting beliefs job seekers have? Oh, there's so many, no, and and the limiting beliefs they usually um, originate very early on. Okay, so depending on what our background is, um, as you mentioned in the beginning, I work a lot with. Um, I live in the in the U.S., but I work a lot with um, international students, um, not only Colombian but Latin American, European, um, from Asia, and many are are working here in the U.S. So, for example, a, a very limiting um, limiting belief that's very common is. I'm international. I will. I need sponsorship. I will never be able to get a job in the U.S. because the situation is very difficult. You know, that's a limiting belief. But other than that, like I'm not good enough. Okay, I'm not well prepared. Um, the career that I studied is not marketable anymore. Um, it's going to be obsolete because everything is going on with technology. So I'm not going to be able to find anything. Um, so it's just like. You know, like the imposter syndrome comes out very quickly and starts talking to us. Um, and so we have to be very, very careful um, to not allow that imposter syndrome to paralyze us, okay, or to, or to be an obstacle. So that's why we do have to identify that those limiting beliefs very, very early in the process. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting um, because... To me, that's why working with a career coach becomes so important. So I was I was talking about this with one of my mentees uh, early last week, or sorry, yeah, earlier this week during office hours. And the question came to like we were talking about limiting beliefs, and we were talking about you know the mental fight that we have because when I asked them like, hey, like last last week when you came to office hours, you asked me some questions, and I gave you some homework to things to execute. But he didn't execute any of them. But he told me, he's like, hey, Daniel, like I've been going through a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, and I just haven't been able to do anything. And I said, look, the best way I found to kind of get over some of that limiting beliefs is through action and to working with a coach. Because look, when we are struggling and we don't believe in ourselves because we think like, hey, I'm either underqualified for the jobs that I'm going for or I'm overqualified, we always as humans are always thinking of the worst case scenario in our mind. But when you have a third party person that's gone through this route and has helped a lot of people land a job, they can tell you and say, hey, 
you're too, you're very close to getting it or you're on the right track or you're going to get it if you continue to take action. And if you don't believe in yourself, when someone else does, that level of confidence, confidence is going to push you to take the action that is required to get the job. And, um, and it's funny because I, I recently was going through some like, you know, like, like business, right? Just like finding a job, business is a roller coaster. And I was going through some challenging, this is like about six months ago, I was going through some downs in my business and I was super concerned, right? And I was having imposter syndrome. I was dealing with all the same feelings that job seekers are dealing with. And I remember calling three of my mentors that are very successful business people. And I was explaining to them my situation and they just laughed. And I'm like, why are you laughing? Like the world is ending for me, right? And they're like, Daniel, because you're going to be okay. Because you're going to be fine. Because you're controlling the controllables. You're putting the work and that will eventually pay off. And that reminded me of when clients come to me and they're saying their world is ending and that they're not going to ever going to get a job. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? There's no way that you 40 years pass by and you don't have a job. You will get a job. And it's because I've gone and walked through that journey and I've helped so many others walk through the journey that from a bird's eye view, I know that they will get it and they'll be successful. And I think that's where when you have an advocate, a coach, a mentor in your corner, that's going to help you with those limiting beliefs massively. Right. Oh, yeah. Everything that you said is, is so important. And I think you mentioned there's something that for me is like, my purpose, you know, is to, to help them build confidence, you know, and the only way that we can do that is first, obviously, identifying those limiting beliefs, identifying those fears, um, identifying what type of mindset I'm at, and then knowing like, what's my value proposition? What am I good at? You know, what am I good at? And it doesn't have to be like the technical skills because they're going to look at that later, you know, the, uh, the, the technical, but it's like, what am I good at? And it's, like, what are my talents? You know, I try to not call them so much skills yet, like at the beginning of the program, but what are your talents or what are your gifts? What is it that comes so easily for you that you don't have to, that it's not a struggle, okay? So once we are able to identify those limiting beliefs, um, those fears and work on them, you know, they're not going to go away, but we can, by identify them, identifying them, we can, um, they can let us, you know, like move forward. And then what am I good at? You know, what comes so naturally to me? That's going to be like our value proposition that I also call it like the, uh, the avocado, the core of the avocado, you know, that it's something that's, that's just like me. It's my essence. Once I have clarity about that, then I can go into the second step which is going out and looking for the job. But then that's going to be my elevator pitch, you know, when I'm interviewing or when I'm going to be able to um, transmit in my resume or in my cover letter. But if I don't have, I don't know what that is, it's very difficult to pursue either a job searching process or a career transition or a change in my business with confidence, you know, with self-confidence. So um in some cases, we have to do a lot of more work in that area. Um, some cases, not as much depends. But in every case, um, like all of my my mentees, um, my clients, we've always had to work something in that area. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's that's so important um, because that's going to define what type of mindset I have in order to be able to take the next step. Absolutely. And Claudia, uh, how would you suggest starting on the clarity path? How would you suggest identifying those limiting beliefs 
as an individual, right? Because I think for us, we can help them identify that. But if the people listening to this podcast don't have a coach yet or don't have a mentor, how would you suggest them getting started to self-identifying those limiting beliefs internally? Well, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful question in the sense that what I try to do is I'm I'm also a life purpose coach, so I know apart from my from my um like my professional development, I'm also a life coach and a life purpose coach. And as a life purpose coach, what I try to do is to um or I tell everybody, you know, we have two areas. You no, know, in our in our psyche, or we have no in our personality. We have like our ego, which is good. I mean, it's where we are our thought process. It's where all our logic comes. Like you have to do this, 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 and this. You have to do a pros and a cons. You have to go out and do your resume. You have to have your LinkedIn profile very optimized. You have to prepare. You have to start applying. That's our ego. But then we have a very a most like the more important part within ourselves, which is our intuition. You know our you know that internal voice that says, you know, there's something that's not allowing you to move forward or, you know, it's like the gut feeling. <laughs> so try to listen to that voice, you know, before our ego starts saying, okay, you're not. So if we listen to that voice, we're going to be, okay, what's, what's not allowing me to move forward? What, what makes me wake up in the middle of the night or what, why am I feeling like anxiousness? Like, you know, like my body is feeling like I have, you know, like heart palpitations or I'm sweating when I'm starting applying. It's because there are some limiting beliefs or some fears there. So the best way to do it is just writing it down. Like try to do journaling or if you do meditation, meditation or mindfulness or just going out and walking your dog, you know, what comes to your mind in those moments. And then if you're very conscious about those thoughts, that's the way to identify what am I afraid of? What, what's keeping me awake at night? You know, what's, um, what am I feeling? You know, and it's very, um, move, I mean, towards emotions, like what, what am I feeling? No, um. And that's, that's where my work is, especially at the beginning. Obviously, if you can have a, a coach, wonderful. Um, if not, try to do it alone. And then if you identify that, the process, like for career um, searching or job transition or career transition, it's going to be smoother, you know, because um, it's just going to clear the path. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and I would say to add to that, I, I think what I found for me is like find someone who's accomplished the goal that you've accomplished. Like, I think to me, the best way to reach any goal is to find someone who's done it already because success leaves clues. And when you're struggling, when you are struggling in the process of like, Hey, like uh, how do I get clarity or how do I reach that goal? Sure. If you cannot find a coach, if you haven't found one or you, have, you can't afford it for whatever reason, it's okay. Find someone who's done what you want to do. Someone that works at the company that you want to work for and ask them about it. Because when you can have a third party helping you get clarity on that, that's going to be really great. Also talk about it with your friends. I would just say, don't bottle it inside of you because that's going to just eat yeah, you alive. No. So it's important that you're having exactly. and you're bringing it to light. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. You, you just mentioned, obviously in the second part of my program, I worked a lot with networking. I know that's also something that you really also, um, recommend to to all of your clients or mentees is a lot of networking you know a lot of networking um and speaking like speaking to people who have done that um like try to find um mentors you no know, try to find mentors that you can 
call and say, you know, I'm really stuck or what is it like to work in such company? What is it like to, what advice can you give me for my career trajectory? Um, is it okay to make changes? You know, because sometimes, especially young adults that are just starting the career, that they, they feel like they have to find the job where they're going to be for the next 20, 25 years, you know? And, and I tell them, no, I mean, there's evidence that tells us that you're going to be making many changes in your career and that's okay. No, as long as you have a career story, as long as you have, you know, what your value proposition is. Um, and then as, the, as long as you identify that core, um, everything else is just going to start to come into place. But you just need to find it within yourself to find that confidence, you yeah. know. And then, um, yeah, so important to have mentors, to have sponsors, um, you know, to just have, be able to call a friend somebody who can who can tell it's going to be okay you know it's yeah. going to be okay you know in the end when you look back you're going to be able to connect all those dots um and it's going to be okay gonna- one of the best things that i found to help me with building my confidence and building uh and helping me get out of the runt when i am feeling down anxious depressed um is kind of reflecting back and being grateful for the things that i've already accomplished Right. And, and I say this because odds are, if you're listening to this podcast and if you're, in, if you're in the United States and you have a college degree, you might not have a job yet, but you have a college degree, or you're about to get your college degree. Think about how much more successful you're going to be or are already than a lot of people who haven't even gone into college, who haven't even graduated high school who have not even been able to pass a class that maybe they failed before. And it's not about saying like you're better than others. Right. I think it's, the, the thing about life is that there's always going to be somebody that's better than you. And there's always somebody that's going to be worse than you. It's we live in this world. And, and so when we're in a down, uh, when we're down, we try to compare ourselves with people who are better than us or have reached a higher level of success than us. And we tend to disregard all the people that you are, have already over, surpassed or overcome. And so I want you to also, as you're reflecting up and you're feeling like a loser and that you're failing in life, don't forget to look back and say, look how many people you are ahead of right now and be grateful for that. Also, whenever you're up, because, you know, there's no such thing as feeling down if you haven't felt up, if you haven't felt those highs before. So if you're feeling down today, it's because at one point in your life, you felt the highs. Because if, if you've never felt the highs, you would have never been able to feel the lows, right? It, it, there is no black without white. There's no light without darkness. And so what I would say is reflect back on your high moments. Maybe graduating high school, maybe getting accepted to the university, maybe passing a really difficult class that you had to do an overnight with, uh, maybe winning a championship in one of your sports team. Um, think about the most successful times of your life and document that. Have a diary, write those notes, read those times that you felt high because you can go back and say, okay, I've won before. I've been successful before, which means I will be successful again. Look, in the storm, and you look around and you're in the middle of a storm, it feels like it'll never be light, but there will always be light at the end of the storm. Right. Yeah, Daniel, what you mentioned is so important. And that brings me to um, what you mentioned at the beginning is, is the mindset, you know, because when you have gratitude, then you're, you're, um, 
you're moving from a positive mindset, from an abundance mindset, okay? You can only look at life from two ways. One, it's an abundance mindset that that's where there's gratitude, when it's something, when there's optimism, when there's enthusiasm, when there's inspiration, um, when there's like faith, like you, there's something good that's, that's waiting for me and I can look for it from a gratitude. The other way is from a scarcity mindset, you know, mm-hmm. and usually when we're looking at things from a scarcity mindset, that's when we start to compare ourselves or when we, the imposter syndrome comes out, you know, very, very strong and says, you're not good enough. Are you crazy? You're not going to be able to do that. You don't have enough education. You don't speak the language well enough. You don't have enough credentials. Um, look at, no, your friend, look at, and so we start, we, we were looking at life from a scarcity mindset. So, and it's okay. Obviously, we can, we're always going to be moving back and forth. But what's important is that we're able to recognize yes. when we're moving from an, a scarcity. And usually when we're on this side from a scarcity mindset, it's that it's fear-based. There's a fear there or there's a limiting belief that's like the origin. So we try to, that's why it's so important to identify those fears, identify those limiting beliefs, and then try to say, okay, no, let's try to change and look at my decision um, from a, from an abundance mindset, no, from the heart. It's like when you feel it, sometimes they come to me and say, okay, Claudia, now I have two job offers. Like, I don't know what to do. Okay, let's try to do this and not only look at the pros and the cons, because that's the ego, you know, that's looking at the list, the Excel sheet, all that. But what, what are you feeling? No, what, when you, when you envision yourself in that job, what's, what are you feeling? Is it something that's, that you like what you're feeling or you're like, oh no, what did I get myself into? I could have done. So then maybe that's not the right choice, you know? So it, everything is life is just one or the other. You know, and obviously we move through life, you know, from going from one to another, but it's just important to identify or to recognize, you know, like they say that 80% of our process is, is awareness, you know, that when we're aware, then the 20%, we can, we can work on it. So that's why it's so important to start a process, whether it's career search, uh, job search or career transition um, or any process in life, you know, like trying to start with the self-reflection with self-awareness with self-discovery and then we're going to have all the tools to be able to go into like the doing you know like the doing no absolutely i, I think you're absolutely right and as, as we kind of wrap up and, and kind of recap this episode i think the important thing is understanding that it's totally okay to feel overwhelmed it's totally okay to deal with imposter syndrome it's totally okay to be down in the job search process in fact it's actually normal and natural and in fact i would say over 80% of the clients that I work with, we have to deal with some sort of uh, imposter syndrome, motivation, uh, you know, some of those limiting beliefs before we can actually start the process. And I know, Claudia, that's something that you specialize a lot and work on a lot. So if uh, anybody listening to this podcast wants to learn more about your services and how they can work with you to help them with their job search and especially overcoming some of those limiting beliefs that they might have, uh, what, would, what, would you t- what, what does your programs look, look like and what's the best place to reach you? Oh, well, thank you, Daniel. Yeah, of course. Well, um, my program is, is like I, what I just mentioned. Um, I have a methodology um, that integrates, obviously, my background also in business and finance. I worked in education. So obviously, my, my, 
almost 30 years of, of professional um, experience with obviously my training in, in coaching. So I have a, a program that has um, four steps, you know, and the first two, I work on the being, which is what we've been talking about, you know, like and I call them the why and the who, where we do a process of self-discovery, self-awareness, so a lot of self-reflection. Um, so that's like the coaching part and self-discovery, like where we're going to do like the talents. And then we start moving them into, okay, what is your skill set, technical skills, soft skills. And that's the second part of the program. That's the how and the where, you know? So it's, okay, what are your target companies? Now that we know what your value proposition is, then what are your target companies, target industries, what type of roles? And obviously we look at the resume. We looked at LinkedIn. No, I also work a lot from, from LinkedIn or trying or ensuring that they have an optimized LinkedIn profile. And I also prep for, for interviews. So that's like the doing part of the program. So it's a, it's a four step um, program and that's where initially the coaching and then like more the consulting um, part, like in the second part. Um, and now I, I can be reached obviously on LinkedIn and Claudia Gama Rojas you can find me on LinkedIn. I have also an Instagram account, Klaus Gama Coach. Um, I'm not very, very active there, but um, I'll, I'll, I have some some information there as well that you can contact me. But probably, you know, LinkedIn. I'm always I'm always on LinkedIn, so that that would be like the best way to to contact me. So we'll put your LinkedIn in the show notes, Claudia. Thank you so much Great. for joining the show. Um, and I appreciate you coming and sharing your, your knowledge with the audience. No, Daniel, thank you. Thank you very much for, for inviting me. And I always listen to your podcast as well. So also congratulations on everything that, that you're doing. So congratulations on that too. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, catch you guys in the next episode. Enjoyed that episode we did with Claudia as I love talking about mindset because it's something that is super underrated and something that is really ignored, right? It's a lot easier to create a viral post on LinkedIn and TikTok talking about interviewing, networking, right? Talking about salary negotiation, right? All those tactical aspects of finding a job. But the reality is that it starts and ends with mindset. Look, at the end of the day, when an employer is hiring, they're making an investment in you. And if you're going to an interview and you don't have your mindset right, an interviewer, whether it's a hiring manager, the recruiter, or anybody else can tell that you lack that confidence. And if you lack confidence in the interview, it's going to make it very, very hard for you to get the job, right? Um, and, and, and I think that's why mindset is so important. And look, this is coming from someone that didn't deal with any mental health issues until I started my business. I just couldn't relate. In fact, I used to think like, hey, if you're having a, a depression, just go read a book, go, you know, go get, go change your mindset by taking action. But I've come to realize that there is some, some chemicals that do affect the way we think. And it can get to a point that we're not productive, that we can't concentrate and we're not able to do it. And I see that with my clients all the time where they come to me and say, hey, Daniel, I didn't apply to any companies, even though I'm running out of time to get a job because I just dealt with so much depression and anxiety that I couldn't concentrate. And that's where I want you to take this mindset and mental health very seriously, right? And that goes with just sharing with you some of the best practices that we found our students make. If you're an international student, the number one priority you should do is stop the clock, right? It's not that you can't get a job in 90 days because you can, but when you have this clock every against you every single day, the amount of pressure that you receive cannot 
cannot be released soon enough. So our strategy for our clients is stopping the clock. And there's multiple ways to stop the clock, right? And the most common ways is to go back to the university that you just graduated with and let your professor know what's going on and see if you can do some sort of research for free, do a free internship. That's an easy, easiest way we found to stop the clock or go to some local nonprofits um, to do that. And then if that doesn't work, there's other alternative of you having to start your own business, your own LLC in America. It's a little bit more complicated, but if you can then work 20 hours a week related to your major, that also will allow you to stop the clock. Stopping the clock is going to give you that mental, I would say, stability to continue to do it. Second thing, be grateful. Look at gratitude. What have you done in your past? When you can go and reflect on the success of the past, it'll give you confidence for the success of the future, right? Think about all the things you've overcome already, right? Like coming to this country, getting accepted, graduating college, you know, all the success you've had in your life, write it down in a gratitude journal and a gratitude document, a gratitude sheet of paper that you can read when I'm done. One of the things that I've done, this is actually an advice for one of my best friends when I was feeling really down, says next time you're feeling really up, record yourself a voice note, record on how you feel, talk about why you're so happy and play that self, play that note, the voice note to yourself when you're feeling down. Right. If you can go back. So when I'm feeling down about my business, I go and watch testimonials of all the clients that we've helped and all the lives that we changed. So that doesn't allow me to quit. And I think it's the same thing for you. Think about all the times you aced that test. You passed that class. You've been accepted to the university. All those times count. And so double down on that. And third, do not take this burden by yourself. Talk to people. Talk to your friends. Talk to your professors. Talk to counselors, uh, talk to your coach and mentors, right? Put yourself in a community. If you need a community, we have one, right? We offer one, right? There's a reason why my coaching program, even though you get assigned to one of our career coaches and you have a one-on-one component, there's still a community component because we understand the job search process is very, very, very lonely. So my advice to you is find people that are going through the same thing you're going through and talk to them, encourage them. It's not about putting people down. It's about lifting each other up. When you work together, you can accomplish more. So look, if you are an international student and you're struggling and this is very hard and you're looking for a team of experts to help you, I want you to consider working with us. And I want you to come to one of our workshops, attend for it for free, be part of our program for one hour in a sense, be part of the family for one hour and see if working together makes sense right? If being part of this community makes sense, because a lot of times when you don't believe in yourself, you just need someone that believes in you. And after helping thousands of international students land amazing jobs, I know the journey that it takes to be successful. And after getting to know you, and if if I can get to know you, if I tell you, you can do it, it's because you can do it. It's because I've seen other people with similar backgrounds than you do it. And if you're struggling to find people that believe, if you're struggling to believe in yourself, find people that will believe in yourself for you and will lift you up and help you gain the momentum. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you find value. If you did, if you find any value at all, do me a favor, share this with one of your friends that might be struggling with this. Someone that might be, that needs to hear this positive message. All right. And give us a review. I will appreciate you more than you know. Have an amazing day and catch you guys in the next episode.